the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Woo! It's Friday night. <laughs> This bill is dead as fried chicken. (laughs) That's our man, Kennedy. (laughs) Talking about the the ethics bill they were trying to put through uh, against uh, Supreme Court. We got to dig up that uh, his his clip from the other day about flushing a toilet. Oh, don't worry. We're going to add that to the regular rotation. We got to add that on. I mean, what would we do without Senator Kennedy? He always brings so much, so much laughs to the show, so much wisdom. Um, and, you know, without him, we're, we're left to just laugh and mock Joe Biden, right? We should have, we also should have saved that clip from last night of Joe Biden talking incoherently about Netta Haha in front of, <laughs> in front of Israeli Prime Minister Herzog. That was just so pathetic. We're going to talk about we last hour we talked a little bit about 2024 on the Republican side. Ron DeSantis's interview with Russell Brand. What are the but the Democrats got to figure out what they're going to do on their side of the aisle, okay? Because even around the world, Joe Biden is being mocked. Um, in fact, I want to play a little clip before we bring in our next guest, Joel Gilbert, to talk about his uh, movie, Michelle Obama 2024, her real life story in plan for power. Um, I got to play this clip from Sky News, Australian host. For some reason, I was disappointed he didn't have the Australian accent. I don't know why, because that would have made it even that much funnier. Um, but he's talking about President Biden, uh, clip four. But first, imagine if you were one of the president's minders. What a tough job that'd be. I mean, again, he keeps wandering off like a toddler in a mall. The hail to the chief really makes it, doesn't it? But what else can you do when you've just declared Nancy Pelosi? Well, I don't know. You work it out. And she's uh, she's going to be my speaker her whole life, I think, my whole life. And uh, I want to say Nancy and her. And her we're, there you are, Nancy. Well, she's hiding behind that big guy. You know what I mean? Oh, oh there she is. No way. She's over there. I don't know. Anyway. This, well, it's but this is our president of the United States. 80 million people. More people in the history of the world. More people that ever voted for Barack Obama voted for this pool. Full police. They can't run him in 2024. Joel Gilbert was one of the first people to say that he predicted it would be Michelle Obama. And he joins me now to discuss. Hey, Joel Gilbert, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Okay, great to be back. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you predicted it first. 
I then told Congressman Andy Biggs when he was on the show a couple months ago, I said, look, it's got to be Michelle Obama. Um, the convention's going to be in Chicago. Um, they can't, you know, they, they can't put Gavin Newsom on there because it's going to be, my fingers are quoting here, another old white guy um, because it was supposed to be Kamala. Then Roger Stone came out the other day and made a prediction. What did he say about Michelle Obama? Yeah, Roger came out at the uh, TPUSA conference, and he also predicted it would be Michelle Obama. He's actually seen my movie. I, I know him quite well. I've done interviews on his show. And uh, the Democrats, I think, are setting it up for Michelle Obama. They moved the first primary instead of in Iowa, where you have to campaign in 100 counties. The first primary is going to be in South Carolina, mm. a state where 50% of the Democrat primary electorate are African-American. It's also a state that Michelle Obama claims as her adopted home state, because her grandparents are from South Carolina, and she used to go there for family reunions in the summer. So uh, I've been following the Obamas for years, and I made this film. It's also a book called Michelle Obama 2024. And I've noticed that Michelle is actually following the exact same formula that Barack did before he ran for president. Barack was the keynote speaker for John Kerry in 2004 at the Democrat Party convention. He introduced John Kerry. Michelle was the keynote speaker and introduced Joe Biden at the 2020 convention. Barack had a voter registration organization called Project Vote in Chicago. Sure enough, Michelle founded When We All Vote. She's been pushing voter registration now for about four years. And lastly, Barack wrote two autobiographies, Dreams for My Father and The Audacity of Hope, to prepare the public for his candidacy. Sure enough, Michelle wrote two autobiographies, Becoming and this new one called The Light We Carry. Both of them are on Netflix and uh, Oprah actually interviews Michelle Obama in one of those specials, just like Barack used Oprah to introduce him to the, to the public. So I think Michelle has positioned herself perfectly to, to be the nominee for the Democrats. She's the best-loved Democrat. She's the most popular Democrat. And I think November will be a crucial month this coming November because December 23rd is when most states have a deadline to have your signatures in to appear on the Democrat Party ballot for the primary. So I'm thinking in November, I predict that Biden will drop out for any number of reasons. It could be health. It could be because he's being impeached for bribery. And that's when the party will turn to Michelle. So then how do they do that, though? Because if he drops out, does he you mean dropping out of the race, not dropping out of the presidency? Right. He's not even hardly in the race. I mean, when RFK Jr. announced, he put out a video a week later saying, "Okay, I'm running. But he has no campaign office. He has no campaign. He's not really running. So, uh, yeah, Biden will simply announce, well, I've decided not to be a candidate for any number of health reasons or whatever it is. And there's nobody left that can raise $100 million in a week like Michelle can or can get all his signatures in a week. So uh, that's what I think is coming to this crucial month of November. We're going to see it all happen. We're talking to Joel Gilbert, author of Michelle Obama 2024, her real life story and plan for power and director of the documentary, Michelle Obama 2024. Um the conventional wisdom, when I told Andy Biggs I predicted it was going to be Michelle Obama and she was going to be accepting the nomination at the convention in Chicago, he was like, wow, that's – he thought I was crazy. He thought I was uh, I was off my rocker because the conventional wisdom is Gavin Newsom, that he's got the big money behind him. His auntie, Nancy Pelosi, has been grooming him for this. Um, he's constantly yeah. bashing DeSantis. Your thoughts on Newsom? Yeah, look, Newsom is kind of a smarmy, kind of a snarky guy. Uh, he's hard yes. to relate to. He's done a terrible job in California. I think at best he's uh, gunning for a, 
vice presidential slot with Michelle Obama, which would make sense because he has executive experience and Michelle doesn't. The same as Donald Trump got a uh, Mike Pence because he was an executive, a governor of a state. So uh, I don't think uh, Gavin Newsom has any national appeal. And the Democrats are trending toward ethnic, minority, and female candidates for just about everything. Uh, U.N. ambassador, they appointed a black lady. They've got the Joint, German Joint Chiefs of Staff, the uh, Speaker of the House. Every appointment they make is either female or uh, non-white. So it just makes sense. Michelle really checks all the boxes. What did they do with Kamala? Kamala is really a non-entity. Uh, the black community <laughs> doesn't think of her as one of them. I mean, yeah. she's her mother's from India. Her father's from Jamaica. She grew up in Canada. She has nothing in common with the black community, no common experiences. So I don't think she'll be missed. She's just a blip in the in the radar. Well, she th- she tried to, you know, in the, after the first debate in which Gabby uh, Tulsi Gabbard d- destroyed her. She had T-shirts made of that girl on the bus or whatever. Yeah, it's all it's all made up and phony, and uh, she has no support. I mean, she didn't even make it to the first primary. And uh, interestingly, what I show in my film is that, uh, which I think can make a difference, is Michelle Obama has kind of built this also a fake background narrative, very similar to what Barack did. Uh, Michelle tells these stories about suffering from racial discrimination. On the south side of Chicago, south right? South side of yeah. Chicago, being held back in life. I did a whole research. I interviewed her three boyfriends, her mother, her classmates, you name it, high, high school principal, teachers, college uh, thesis advisor. Turns out uh, Michelle is not from the south side of Chicago. She's from South Shore, which is a middle-class community on Lake Michigan, just mm-hmm. like Jesse Jackson lives in South Shore. He never said he's from the south side. Michelle grew up afraid of black people. They would beat her up and tell her that she acted white and talked white. Michelle writes in her book about getting in fistfights with a girl who called her an Oreo, meaning you're black on the outside, but you're white on the inside. It's a big insult. So Michelle and her brother both were doing what we call white flight in the 70s. Instead of going to an all-black high school one block from their house, uh, her brother went to a Catholic school to study with all whites, very expensive. Michelle went an hour and a half away to study at a magnet school. So she really fled the black community, had no black friends, went to Princeton and Harvard, And her two biggest jobs, which I detail in the film, she worked for the mayor of Chicago. She was assistant planning commissioner, and her job was to make 20,000 blacks homeless. She knocked Mm -hmm. down the projects at Cabrini Green and made them homeless and took away the land and gave it to these Democrat Party donor developers like Tony Resco. Her other big job in Chicago was the University of Chicago Medical Center. Oh, yeah. And her job was to kick black Southsiders out of the emergency room because they weren't insured. It's terrible. Michelle, Michelle put them in these vans and dumped them on the yeah. South Side in these crappy clinics. So Michelle has a terrible history of exploiting black people and running away from them. But she's created a phony narrative to make people support her to say, oh, I'm just one of these ordinary black folks. I'm just like you. But she absolutely is not. Yeah, while she's while she's decrying racism and, and her anti-American rhetoric, where can people see the movie? Yeah, go to SalemNow.com for the film. You can live stream it or get the DVD on SalemNow.com. And the book and DVD are available on Amazon.com. All right. I, I got to go. I'm going to watch that this weekend because I'm telling y'all, Joel Gilbert was on it. He was on it early on. And I am agreeing with you, my friend. Thank you for being Thank here you. tonight. Appreciate All right. it. Great to be here. All right, we're going to take a little break. We come back. Maybe maybe t- time is so limited with Kamala as VP. We might need to treasure these sound bites as we get as we get them before they go away. And we've got a good one to play for you guys when we come back. Don't go away. Mm-hmm. 
news, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. During the break, a certain somebody here had the nerve to disagree with me on a little political uh, opinion. Oh, I got plenty of nerve. You do have plenty of nerve. Um, it's the it's the fried tater skin in you. Um, so you still say Newsom? Why? The, the, I mean, I can't even put any facts behind it other than, than to say this: he ha- he just reeks of to- uh, totalitarianism. Everything that he's done with, especially during COVID on the dimmer switch here in the state, I really, you see that as that's the way they want to take the nation and operate the nation that way. And he's attractive for the most, for the most part. He's likable despite all of his, uh, crazy policy. I just, I have seen it for a long time that he's going to be their guy in 24. Well, it's interesting. Um, I'm still thinking Kamala because I think Newsom, for all the reasons that Joel Gilbert said. What do you guys think? 888-344-1170. They, uh, you know, you look at how they're continuing to amp up racism and the racial divisions in this country for them to put a a almost 60 year old or 60 year old man at the top of the t- white man at the top of the ticket, particularly one whose favorabilities Michelle Obama checks the boxes. Uh, they get to bring Barack back into the White House. All the Barack's people, it would be, um, for them, it would be um, the the fourth term of Barack Obama. She is the, the uh, her approval ratings are still super high with the Democrat Party, high, higher than Gavin Newsom. I, I just think that. Um, I do agree with you. You did say during the break, and I agree with this. If she enters the race, at, at that point, I will agree with you. Yeah, because she, there will, if she enters the race, it will be because she is the nominee. There will, nobody will be competing against Michelle Obama. Absolutely not. I mean, they, uh, they, um, and she, and she is far left, in my opinion. If you can get far left of Newsom, she is as, if not farther to the left of Newsom. I'm going to read a couple emails. In fact, a listener here says, well, he says, Kamala is a non-entity. Boy, is that reality or what? Save that clip. That was when um, uh, Joel Gilbert said, Kamala is a non-entity. He, uh, listener John says, if Michelle runs for president, buy your ammo early before they run out because there will be a lot of people shooting themselves. <laughs> Good one. I didn't read it. I, I, I was reading it live there. I didn't read it before I read it to you guys. Working on Scratchy Tomato just for you. Um, well, I, you know, I'm not sure, listener, clarify what you mean by working on Scratchy Tomato. Um I guess I don't like raw tomato because they're slimy. So I guess what he's doing is maybe he's frying up some maters. Um, we do eat fried green tomatoes in the South. Um, I'll even eat. I do like those. I'll even eat pickles batter dipped. I don't. I don't. Most t- things deep fried are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I don't eat. I'll eat fried zucchini. Daddy used to. Daddy used to make stuffed zucchini that I thought was yummy. I'll even eat because zucchini will be slimy too if it's not if it's not cooked in the Anything right way. Anything deep fried that you don't like. I'm still not an oyster eater. I don't uh, deep fried oyster still. I mean, if I have to, if I have to eat an oyster, I'll eat it. Um, Oysters is uh, I liked them until I became allergic to shellfish. You did like them until you. I did. Yeah, they're yeah. I'm just not. You know, I texture and appearance is a lot to me, and I don't like anything that reminds me of a booger. I've said that before. Hence, why you don't like avocado. 
Exactly. Yeah, I don't like that texture. I like avocado oil. I have started. I had heard that. Um, it's supposed to be very good for you. It's very good for you. It's better for you than like seed oils. Um, I mean, we grew up eating, you know, everything deep fried in, in Crisco and lard is what we did. <laughs> if we were going to do a big pot of something like deep fried, we might use peanut oil. But it would typically be Crisco. Crisco was really what we fried everything I think a in lot of people do. When I was growing up. Um, a disturbing story that we've got to share with you guys tonight that I think is tied to the child trafficking story and it happening in, in a sense in this country. There was a Nebraska teen who was sentenced to 90 days in jail for burning and burying her dead baby she aborted in violation of the law. Skins, please play clip six. A 19-year-old accused of having an illegal abortion in Nebraska and disposing of the fetus has been sentenced to three months in jail and two years probation. Court documents say that Celeste Burgess violated the state's prohibition of abortion after 20 weeks. CNN's Adrian Broaddus is on the story for us. So, Adrian, what are the details? Well, Boris, let's start with what authorities are saying. They are saying Facebook messages between Celeste and her mother established the two discuss terminating this pregnancy and using abortion, abortion pills, excuse me, and, quote, burning the evidence. That's not all court documents show. Police also claim the body of the fetus, which, as you know, was exhumed, appeared to have injuries, indicating it may have been burned after this pregnancy was terminated. The teen was 17 at the time, and as you mentioned, she has been sentenced to serve 90 days in jail. We have images of her there in the courtroom crying as she was escorted out following that hearing. Earlier this year, the governor signed a bill into law that bans most abortions in the state after 12 weeks. Now, there are some exceptions, including sexual assault, incest, and, of course, medical emergencies. Boris? And Adrian, what about the teen's mom? What happens now to her? They're talking about Jessica Burgess. She's 42, and her mom faced some of the same charges that her daughter did, plus some additional felony counts. She did uh, engage in a plea bargain earlier this month, and under that plea bargain, she pleaded guilty to two felonies, but some of the other charges that were placed on her mother's record were dismissed for us. Adrian Broaddus, thank you so much for walking us through those details. Brianna? They murdered a baby. 90 days. 90 days for murdering a baby. Oh, this is the, this is why you got to have abortion legal. Abortion is legal in Nebraska up to 20 weeks. 20 weeks. Do I need to do the math? That's that five months pregnant. Five months pregnant. I can't even fathom that. That was a human being that was murdered. And after they murdered the baby, they tried to burn it to destroy it. A, I don't like the fact that this child is being referred to as a fetus. It's a human being that was murdered and then they burned it. They burned a human being who might. And for all we know, the baby was born alive. I'll just say it. That's sick. Demented. Evil. And she only got 90 days. 
How does that square? How does that make sense? This is where we off the rails. You had five months to go in and, and, and get and, and, and get an abortion in the state of Nebraska. God's looking down, Andrea. How messed up are you that you had an ample opportunity to get the abortion and you still didn't. And then you murdered the child. And she only got 90 days. And then she's crying in the courtroom for herself. This is evil. Her crying in that courtroom told me, this is a monster. If you could burn your child, you're a monster that should never see the light of day again. Let alone 90 days. That's somebody who should be forcibly sterilized. Never be allowed to get pregnant again. Because let me tell you, that anybody that would do that, would do, would do uh, horrible things to any child they choose to bring into this world later on. And her mother participated in this. And why didn't the reporter say, oh, and some of the felony, some of the felony ch- charges were dropped against the mother? Why? Absolute evil in our times. Donald Trump came out. He did a, he did a, a uh, showing of Sound of Freedom last night, in, last night or the night before in Bedminster at his club, and he came out today and gave a speech saying that uh, the child human traffickers should face the death penalty. Well, so should anybody that destroys a child. Death penalty. Whether you have murdered a child like this 17-year-old did, or whether you've murdered a child through selling them off to be raped all day every day, you've murdered a child. Why are we letting the per- perpetrators of these crimes against children get away with it? You rape a child, you should be executed. Again, I say God's is, looking down. He, the Lord can't come soon enough for me, man. How, how are we not in the end times? How are we not? I just say those are more signs. Sound of freedom, by the way. We're in the majority. Creeps like this 17-year-old who killed her child... And then set it on fire. They're in the they're in the majority. The duel of destiny, whatever that Harrison Ford died off. It's nowhere. Sound of freedom has crossed the hundred million dollar mark with no budget, no money, no big distributorship like Disney. In fact, Disney refused to air it. They they bought it and then refused to distribute it. Same and Netflix wouldn't distribute it. Neither would Hulu. Some little studio, Angel Studios, decides to buy it up and get it distributed, and it knocks it out of the park. And it's still going. Still going strong. Now, why would Disney, who's supposed to be the brand for children, why would they not want to air a movie? Oh, it has to do with another story you're going to tell after the break. That's absolutely right. Wait till you hear about Pauline. And maybe you'll know why they didn't want to distribute Sound of Freedom. Stay tuned. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. <laughs> Elaine posted to Facebook, Mike Obama has never had a real job, <laughs> to my knowledge. Uh, Mike Obama's jobs for the mayor or for the hospital um, were quite exploitative of just ba- basically they were just positions where uh, Mike 
um, could just uh, collect a lot of money and just and, and really do not much of nothing. Kind of like Barack Obama's job as a professor, where uh, he wasn't a full time professor, but the the colleagues there at the uh, college complained about what, a, what how lazy he was, right? Um, I don't think these two were familiar ever doing a hard day's work. We still don't have answers as to why they lost their law licenses, by the way. Never got a real story from that. Can you imagine? Uh, who has even remembered that? Who even remembers that Barack and Michelle Obama both coughed up their law licenses? The records were sealed. Remember, remember that Barack Obama also spent $10 million to have his college records sealed. Remember Barry? What was, what was uh, the, um, oh gosh, who remembers Barry? Um, his, he had a, he had a doppelganger. He had an alias. Barry O somebody or other. Barry Otera, Barry Ostera, Barry Osera. Somebody call in at 888-344-1170. Um, yeah, there was, I think at Columbia, I think he used um, Barry something or other. It wasn't Barack Obama. He had a whole nother name. Um, oh, gosh. eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. No doubt Sandy's going to email me in a moment with. Um, oh, Elaine also says try smoked oysters. Yeah, that's a big thing in New Orleans is smoke oysters. A lot of people go to Drago's for the smoke oysters. I could Google the berry name but it wouldn't let me see if i can google that real quick i'm trying to look it up right now but it i don't google very well when i don't know what to ask for i mean i'm gonna put berry in uh what i'm finding here according to snopes is a 1981 columbia university card identifying barack obama as a foreign student named barry satoro barry satoro that's now there, what now, it now well, the article Snopes. does say it's fake, but I have heard this before. Well, of course, Snopes is going to say it's fake, right? <laughs> That's their job at Snopes. Um, you know, what's not fake is that Disney has, remember, Disney has lost $900 billion. They came out the other day and lied and said that the images that, that somebody had had published on Snow White were fake. And then they came out and admitted, well, okay, yeah. You think they're ever going to get the message? Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, they, it, their Star Wars hotel f- has apparently That's closed. Gone. Their attendance is down at their parks. Meanwhile, you would think that they would go, you know what? You know, it, it is show business afterward. After all, we are here in, it, as a business to make money. Um, in spite of all the losses, Disney Plus has come out with a new um, TV show called Pauline. And I and hat tip to I follow a gal on Instagram called Liberty Lip, Lipstick and Lead. And she is um, the one that tipped me off to this today and others. Pauline follows the story of Pauline, an 18-year-old who has school stress, the climate crisis, and the general downfall of society weighing on her mind. This becomes even more complicated when she becomes pregnant from a one-night stand with Lucas, who turns out to be the devil. The article here from Inside the Magic says, while the imagery is shocking, these themes actually match a lot of what comes 
with traditional Disney fare, a protagonist who falls in love with a mythical being monster like the Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast. Um, I don't know that I would say, well, I don't know if I would agree with that characterization, um, but this is just, um, it, it it's... We know recently that Target, the line of clothing that that, uh, Target got busted for that was created by a guy out of London, it not just had, um, it wasn't just LBGT transgender clothing, it also had satanic images on it. What they're doing with children, they're not even hiding the fact that this is a battle of good versus evil and that this is demonic and what's going on. It goes back to the last segment when you were yeah. talking about Disney wanted nothing to do with this amazing movie that's out. And that really kind of ties into the other show that they're just coming out with. Right. You've got, yeah, Disney wanted nothing to do with it. What does Disney want to do with it? They want to portray children having sex with the devil and getting pregnant on, on one night stands. They want to promote promiscuity, se- the, the sexualizing of children, having sex with the devil. Um, we know that the Democrat Party here did not want to make sex trafficking of children a felony there was breaking news the other day i don't have the article in front of me i should have the u.s government had had scrubbed its website of child sex trafficking data after the movie sound of freedom became so successful why would the u.s government want to stop anybody from knowing the numbers and the data of child sex trafficking because the u.s government the u.s the u.s as a nation, is not just the number one consumer of child pornography and child sex. The U.S. government is the number one enabler of it. The trafficking is happening through our open border, and the U.S. government knows it and is participating in it. They know children are being raped all day, every day. We all talked about that one little girl who had 64 different samples from 64 different men inside of her. You think that was a one-off? The Democrat Party is the party of child sex trafficking, which is slavery, by the way. If you watch that, we need to start referring to it as the slavery trade. I'm tired and sick and dang tired of people talking about slavery from the 1800s when they don't give a damn about the children being enslaved sexually. Don't come to me anymore. I hear another thing about slavery When the real modern day slavery is continuing to exist and your Democrat Party and the U.S. government is the number one enabler of it right now. And I want to start hearing of some punishment for the men, like some serious punishment. I want these these child rapists to be begging to be castrated with a rusty knife because the alternative of what they're facing is worse. I'm going to take a break. We come back. Can we have some fun? Speaking of Hollywood, let's have some fun at the Strikers, shall we? And why is Kim Kardashian? Why am I kind of liking her right now over this whole strike? We'll talk about that when we come back. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Hey, are y'all tired of tossing and turning all night? 
You wake up feeling groggy and unrested and just crappy. Well, look no further than the number bed from Real Deal Sleep, which is right here. They are right here in San Diego. They are number one in the nation on Yelp, by the way. Uh, The number bed gives you complete customizable control over the firmness on either side of the bed. And it can also be inclined like from the head or from the feet, which I think is awesome. And that way, if you've got somebody snoring next to you, you just get out the controls and you elevate them. Uh, and, and I'm thinking about a family, certain family member of mine, my sister who snores. <laughs> I would love to have this uh, on vacation with her. Uh, Real Deal Sleep is veteran and family owned by JD, also known as the Sleep Whisperer. Man, this guy will personally see to it that you are 100% satisfied with your purchase. The number bed is exclusively available at Real Deal Sleep, but you need to act fast if you want to get the additional 20% off. So do yourself a favor. You've got to get a good night's sleep. Make the, make the change from whatever crappy bed you're on. Get a really great number bed. You will not be disappointed. Go to realdealsleep.com. Schedule an appointment. Tell them AK sent you. Start getting a good night's sleep because we're all going to need it going forward in this country. Um, The first debate in 2024 for the Republican primary is about a month away. And I'm not sure that our friend Larry Elder has got the meet the criteria, which I think should not be uh, there should be no criteria Uh, it's like well you've got to have at least 40,000 people donating money to your campaign for you to qualify for the debate but how do you if you're if you don't have already national name recognition how are you supposed to get to those 40,000 people right everybody if we're going to have open primaries we should be able to hear from everybody and I want you to listen to this clip from Larry Elder because this is one reason why we need to hear from him Skins, please play. Well, you know, we just had Gay Pride Month. Maybe it's time for a let's take it easy on the white man month. The Mm -hmm. sad truth is that 60 percent of the shootings, the robberies, the homicides in America are committed by black people. The sad truth is half of the homicide victims in America are black, almost all killed by other blacks as uh, same race crime. Murder is the same race crime. Most of the most whites who are killed are killed by other whites. Um, According to the CDC, a young black man, a 10 to the 43, I'm not making this up, is 13 times more likely to be murdered than a young white man. And contrary to what Joe Biden said at, at Howard University recently, uh, they ain't being killed by white supremacists. They're being killed by other black. Yeah, they're smart. He knows his stuff. Yeah. And he needs to be on that debate stage. And if not, he needs to be the VP of the ticket. Because we need somebody that can speak that articulately. And Tim Scott, isn't it? Tim Scott's out there talking about, I, and, and I'm not one to really want identity politics. In fact, Trump, Trump, when he spoke to the African-American community, he was like, what do you have to lose? The Democrats are failing on you. And he provided the great, greatest economy for blacks in this country than anybody before. But the racial division, the racial strife is still there. And Larry Elder, not Tim Scott, is the one to address the issues. No, Tim Scott's out there. It's morning in America. We can do this. And it's just like, no, man, stop, try, stop trying to blow sunshine up my hiney. Yeah, okay. Sometimes it's hard to find. I'm, I'm actually going to give him not just nomination for me. He's the hero of the week. Well, you know, he's speaking the truth. A truth that people don't want to hear. No, we've got, you know, and and you're not hearing that message in media. No, what you're hearing in media is this moron from The View. And I know I don't like playing clips from The View, but people watch this show. And a lot of big people go on this show. 
Jason Aldean's song came out, and you know, thanks to the left and CMT trying to take that t- CMT country music television taking his his music video um, down, it went skyrocketed to number one on Apple iTunes. Well, Sunny Hostin was very upset about that because, according to her, um, this movie, the song is about killing black people. Please play clip twelve from last night. A 19-year-old accused of having an illegal abortion in Wrong Nebraska clip. and disposing of the fetus. No worries. I've hit skins with a whole lot of different clips <laughs> between last night and tonight. Before, as he's pulling up this clip. Got the clip. All right, go ahead. I, I'm actually not going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm pleased that you are and well, I'm you, pleased you, that you, you are. You do agree that he should be allowed to say I, whatever he because wants. Because as a lawyer, when I put my legal hat on, yeah, okay. I don't believe in censorship. Right. However, this man is from Macon, Georgia. My father's from Augusta, Georgia and Macon, Georgia. I both? spent many summers there. Yeah, both. I spent many summers mm-hmm. there. It is one of the most racist places in this country. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me that he knew nothing I'm about not, what that imagery meant and what he... Uh, so I don't give him the benefit. But I'm saying, I don't along him with him, more people should the also other, be The other thing is that what I... What was evoked for me, which was, you know... I. You're not going to get out of this town. Yeah. Are those sundown? Yeah, yeah. There were times when black people, my mother's in the audience today. Thank you for coming. Um, and my mother and father, because they were an interracial couple, were run out of South Carolina by the KKK. And. My father is still scarred from that experience. I got to stop this because I call BS on this story. Her mother is Puerto Rican. Okay, I saw this clip of this and her mother looks African-American. I don't believe for a second the KKK ran them out of Georgia, particularly since Sonny Hostin was born and raised in the Bronx. Okay. I'm so sick of this tired of crap. That's why we need Larry Elder to be up on that stage at the debate. This is why Larry Elder is my pick for VP. Because we need a stronger... How amazing would he do? We need a stronger voice than Tim Scott when it comes to messaging in this country about African Americans. And it's not pushing for, you know, prison uh, reform in the form of letting bad guys back out on the street. It's in the form of telling the message to the black community like Larry Elder that your problem is not the white man. Your problem is you've allowed your families to be destroyed and you don't have any fathers in the home. And you black moms out there have been okay with me, allowed, obviously accepted that as okay. As long as you're getting the dole from the state. There I said it. That's Larry Elder's message, by the way. And it's a right on message. And the solution is not no bail policies. The solution isn't to not have to have them go to high school or take an SAT or learn a skill. So, uh all right. Here of the week and stink of the week. Um, oh, oh, gosh. My stink. There's so much stink. My stink has to be um, the FBI and the DOJ that has covered up the crimes of the Biden crime family while persecuting Donald J. Trump, given the revelations this week of what we have heard. Um, your stink of the week. Everybody that went after RFK just because that, it's, 
the, the family legacy is, is, is just it, – it can't be outdone in American politics, and they literally threw him under the bus for standing up for American values, specifically the First Amendment. Oh, the, the talk about persecution of him to destroy him, the politics of personal destruction um, in order to shut him up for power – should put a chill up the up, up the neck of every Democrat. If they're going to do that, it's just like you said with Trump, and this is different that Trump and Flynn. If they're going to do that to a Kennedy, think of what they would do to you. Yeah. Uh, Hero of the week, or Larry I Elder. Still, I, in, in my mind, I'm going to uh, give it to Larry Elder and then Scott Husing for what he does for the mm-hmm. the veterans of this country going across this nation. Uh, God bless you, brother. Yeah. Absolutely. My hero, uh, I've got to give another hero, though. I'm starting to look at, at just regular folks because it's the right. Re- and, and like Scott Husing is a regular folk, right? He's not. He didn't leave the military as, as articulate as he is, as good looking as he is. He didn't leave the military and go get a job as a commentator, go, you know, on CNN. I mean, he's out riding his motorcycle. Yeah, he's out riding his motorcycle through 115 degree heat all day, every day to try to help his fellow man. Um, so it's the everyday folks of this country that are the patriots and the heroes. There was there was two little boys, a four year old and a six year old. His parent, their, their parents, uh, threw them a birthday party in a park with a cake and a bouncy house and stuff, and none of their friends came. They posted on Facebook, and hundreds of people who didn't even know so these boys came out, celebrated their birthday. The fire department came out. It ended up being a great day for these little boys. Shame on the kids from the school that didn't come. But thank you to all those community members who came out and showed love for those two little boys. We love you guys. Thanks for being here tonight. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay dry and cool out there. See you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.